I'm excited. I'm going to pray really quick because I need to, um, and then we're going to just jump in. Cool. So, Jesus, we love you. Father God, thank you for, thank you for what you're doing, um, not just in Chi Alpha, but at, at WVU, Lord, um, what you're doing on this campus. Um, thank you for letting us work with you, Father God, and 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 like do the stuff that you're doing here, Father. We love you. Um, would you just help me to? Uh, would you just speak through me, Lord? Um, help me to trust in you. And you're gonna pray. Amen. Cool. So uh, we're talking about upside down kingdom, right? It's really exciting, Ramey. You're gonna be a special girl if you get this right. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Mess you up. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, Raymond's doing the slides, and as you know, I can sometimes be sporadic. Hopefully, I've grown in that. Okay, so tonight we're talking about Upside Down Kingdom. We're talking about the B attitudes. Y'all excited about that? Hopefully. This is so sick. This is, like, so awesome. Upside Down Kingdom, I've been, like, freaking out about it. Um, so tonight we're just going to start out super easy. What is very basic for all of us? Food, right? Everyone eats something, hopefully. Um, so we're going to talk about food. And just to start out, basically, it's super easy. You got two kinds of food, right? You got the food that's really good. You like to eat it. It tastes good, right? But you probably don't feel that good eating it after. And then you're going to be hungry in a little bit. Does that make sense? So what is that called? Junk food. Yeah, exactly. I, man, when I, I was so worried about asking that question because I was like, man, what if someone says something else? And I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's junk food. That's easy, right? And then what's the other kind of food? No, soul food's junk food. <laughs> it's good. It's exactly what I just described. <laughs> kind of. I just called it healthy food. I don't know what else to call it. That vegan stuff. That vegan stuff. We'll go with that. Um, so health food, what does that do? It might not be as exciting. Like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't look as cool. Like it might not glow in the dark. It's, you know, it's, it's not as tasty, but it's going to like, you're going to eat it and you're going to feel awesome, right? Like you are going to feel like, you're like, oh man, I ate healthy today. That's like an accomplishment for most of us, especially if you have a meal plan. That is very difficult thing to do. Um, so, (laughs) so when you eat healthy food, you're going to go, you're going to go like, and it's going to be one. And you're like, man, this is awesome. I'm like not even hungry, right? You like get to that point and you're like, I should eat, I should eat healthy every day, right? So everybody's hungry. Um, another thing that everyone can pretty much relate to is like, it's the same thing as hunger. It's just not for food. It's called longing, right? So you long for something. And that's something <laughs> that there's also junk food and health food essentially for. We can long for junk food right in our lives so what does that look like it's like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna like make sure that i spend a bunch of time putting towards blank right and then you find out that you don't feel that good and then you're not that satisfied right does that make sense is everybody probably you don't have to raise your hand (laughs) has everybody probably gone after something like that probably had some junk food in their life right and then there's like this other stuff and this is like man this is awesome so you eat it or you long for it, and then you get it, and you're like, wow, this is amazing. I feel great, and I'm, like, super satisfied. Y'all know what that is? Maybe? I'm going to explain it, so hopefully you don't. Otherwise, see you next week. Um, <laughs> just kidding. 
Uh, so, yeah, so we're talking about Matthew 5, verse 6 tonight, okay? The next beatitude all week. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? And then Brandon's like, dude, it's just the next one in line, right? It's like, <laughs> I didn't even know that, but he answered it for me. I don't know if it's going to be up there, hopefully. I already know it. So, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness because they, or sorry, for they will be filled or satisfied, okay? You can use either word, filled, satisfied. I'm going to go back and forth, okay? So, we've established everybody is hungry, okay? Everybody, whether you are in the upside-down kingdom or the kingdom of the world, whatever you want to call it, if you're in the world, you're hungry. If you're in the kingdom of God, you're hungry, okay? The difference is, what are you eating, okay? So, we're going to talk about that. First off, we're going to talk about the world, okay? Um, so, what are most people hungry for? It's all, it's all really different. Um, you might be hungry for, you know, a good job or good grades or something. But in essence, what, are, what is everybody hungry for? Anybody know? Gains. Yes, that's true. That's very true. Which look like this, okay? Everybody is hungry in the world. The food that you're chasing after is not necessarily going to keep you satisfied. All you're looking for is to have this discomfort that you have from being hungry go away. Does that make sense? Okay, so in essence, the world is hungry for happiness. Okay, hunger for happiness. That's all you got to remember. So, so the Beatitudes, Matthew 5, 6, and 7 are actually all one thing. Um, it's called the Sermon on the Mount. It's not one chapter. That's, that'd be weird. There's three different chapters, and they're all one thing. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. The Beatitudes is basically just an intro, okay? Martin Lloyd-Jones, who nobody knows apparently because if you knew who he was, you would be excited. Martin Lloyd-Jones wrote um, a book that's like separated into two books about the Sermon on the Mount, okay? It's so good. You should go get it. I'm being for real. Even if you're not interested in the Bible, even if you're, if you're like, oh, I don't even understand where, you know, Jerusalem is. It doesn't matter. This book is so easy to understand, and it's so good that I'm actually going to borrow a couple things that he said. So here's the first one. Martin Lloyd-Jones says this about in, with the mindset of the world, okay? Everything in the world is set up to make us happy. We have to be comfortable or else we move on to something else. Convenience rules our decisions, and nothing else matters than our own happiness. Okay? And he comments on that, and he says this. The great tragedy of the world is that though it gives itself to seek for happiness, it never seems to be able to find it. Okay? People spend their lives being hungry. You can go back. Uh, being hungry for happiness. Okay? And um, what it looks like is like, I'll, you've probably said this before. I know I have. I'll be happy when blank. Right? I'll be happy when I finally get out, move out of this stupid house, right? So my mom's not bossing me around all the time, right? Or I'll be happy when I graduate. Or I'll be happy when I get to move out of my dorm. Or I'll be happy when anything, right? Any of this stuff. We can all say that we've said that before. That's a scary place to be, okay? It's a very scary place to be because what you're doing is you're hungering for happiness, okay? You're saying that this thing that I say that will make me happy, will make me happy, and it's going to satisfy me. But what really finds out is that you get that, and you're like, okay, I'm going to be happy when blah, blah, blah. And you get there, and you're like, well, this was cool, 
but it doesn't like it doesn't feel as good as I expected it to. And then you're like, well, then uh, I guess I'll just be happy when I get this. And so you go to that, and the same thing happens over and over and over and over again. Okay. And so this is where we see. This is where we see a lot of things happen. Okay. This is where families are broken. Okay. One of the parents is like, I'll be happy when I get this promotion. And so they spend all their time hungering after that promotion or longing for that promotion. They forget about their family. Three years later, they're like, oh, hey, sweet. I forgot you graduated. Right? Like, like it's not a good place to be. Right? It's kind of scary. So that's what, or I'll be happy when I'm dead. Right? And so they're like, they like, people take their lives. People take other people's lives. All this crazy stuff happens when you start to believe the lie that you'll be happy when blank. Okay? Does that make sense? Sweet. So, to eat this junk food, I'll be happy when, or hunger for happiness, is to be okay with feeling satisfied, but not necessarily caring whether or not you are satisfied. Okay? So, you're okay with feeling satisfied, but you don't care if you actually are satisfied. Does that make sense? Hopefully. So, you're okay with a snack, essentially, right? You're like, okay, I'll just eat the snack, and then I'll eat another snack, and then I'm going to be fat, right? So what this looks like is there, I, I watched this video this, of this lady, like, a, you know, mid-40s, um, nothing wrong with her. She wasn't, you know, green or anything like that. She was just, like, had kind of stringy hair and ratty clothes, and, and it was an interview, and she was at, a uh, like, a gas station, right? And the guys, I'm like, who is this guy asking her these questions? He's just asking her super intimate questions. Like, he's, he's talking to her. I think she asked him for money. Well, anyways, he starts asking her about her family. And she's like, oh, yeah, I have four kids. And he's like, oh, cool. Um, what are they like? You know, do they live with you? How do they, you know, are they helping you out type of thing? And she's like, oh, well, actually, no, they live with my, they live with my ex-husband. Um, and he's like, oh, okay. And they're like strangers. <laughs> and so he's like, what happened with you and your ex-husband? And I was like, <laughs> I was like watching this video, but starting to feel uncomfortable. Um, and so <laughs> I was like, okay. And so she's like, well, you know, I, ha- I really like to drink. And so my family was not okay with the way that I was whenever I hungered for happiness. She just didn't say that, right? And I was okay with losing my family over it, right? She didn't say that, but that's true, okay? So here's what he said. The, the interviewer, he said, you don't want to give it up? You don't want to give alcohol up? And she said, no, not really. Dang. No, not really. It makes the bad things in my life feel a little bit better, even if it's just for a little bit. Okay? It makes the bad things in my life feel a little bit better, even if it's just for a little bit. And I'm like, how could you? You're just like, you like leave your family and you're okay with that just so you can feel comfortable, right? Like Martin Lord just said, like, convenience is what drives us, okay? And that's what hungering for happiness looks like. Hungering for happiness, you could say it like this. It's just alleviating a symptom and leaving the disease untreated, okay? Alleviating just means to, like, make a sim- symptom less severe. It doesn't mean it hurts. It, d- it stops hurting. It's just less severe, okay? So... When you do this, when you leave a disease untreated, the pain's going to continue to come back. So you can leave it, and then you're stuck in this cycle of, like, pain, and then you get relief. And then you get pain, and then you get relief. And it's just, it's all it is, is hungering for happiness, okay? So I was in this place. Um, so when I grew up, it was awesome. I had, my family loves, 
I, I say my family loves me and they care for me a lot, okay? And because of that, they taught me so well the difference between what is right and what is wrong. I grew up and I was like, oh, that's wrong. Like, I could just, I was probably like annoying, like a little policeman, like walking around like, oh, wrong. Oh, that's okay to do, you know? And, and I didn't care. I didn't care that much, but I, but I wanted to be a, like a good boy, okay? Like, I wanted to be, I want to make my parents proud. I like wanted to be really good. Does that make sense? And so I was always faced with these decisions, and I'm like, no, I'm going to do the right thing, okay? Okay, so the the, uh, the dream ends very quickly. So hopefully you're like, well, this guy's stupid. Um, so high school hits, right? Some bad stuff happens in my life. I get really angry, and I get so bitter, and I don't care about anything, and I'm hungering. I start to get this, like, insatiable hunger to make myself happy. And that you know what that looked like? It looked like this was right. This was wrong. I clearly knew the, dif- the difference. I didn't, f- I didn't like forget it or anything. And then I only picked the wrong thing to do. Okay, that was what I was hungry for. That was what was going to make me happy. Every single like, so stupid. Like I, I could tell you story after story after story. It didn't even make sense. It wasn't healthy. It wasn't good. It wasn't even like smart. Right. It was just like, oh, this is wrong. I'm going to do it. You know, it was like so stupid. Um, and so I got in this, I got in this like habit of hungering after happiness and, and I was, I, you know, I felt happy. It was, it was making the bad things in my life feel a little bit better. It worked. Okay. So remember that. So I get to college, um, in high school, you know, I say I was bad. I was scared. I was just like, you know, I was like, I'll do anything wrong as long as I don't get in trouble for it. Right. Or as long as I don't get caught, which I was really good at not doing, um, <laughs> so I get to college and I have a ton more freedom and a lot of other people think like I do. So I start hungering after more and more and more happiness. And then I'm like, man, every time I do this, like the next morning, it just hurts really bad, right? It hurts so bad. So where do I go? Anybody know? Church, right? Grew up in the South. You go to church. If something's wrong, you go to church, right? Like that's where you go. And so that's what I did. And, you know, there's worship, and I'm, like, crying, and I'm, like, God, please forgive me. I'm so sorry. Like, please take this pain away from me, right? I sound like this little punk, right? I don't want to change anything. I don't want to do anything differently. I just want to feel good about myself, okay? That's what hungering for happiness looks like. I was, I was willing. I wanted God to take away the pain, right? But I didn't want to let him do the surgery on my heart that would take out the disease, okay? I didn't want to let him do that, okay? So, that was really heavy, sorry. Now we're going to go upside down, okay? Upside down kingdom. So, what does that look like? What are you hungry for? Anybody want to guess? We already said it. Righteousness, right? Hunger and thirst for righteousness. Okay, so, Tim Keller says this. He says, It doesn't say, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for blessedness, okay? It doesn't say, another word for blessedness is just happy, so you could say it like this. Happy are those who hunger and thirst for happiness, right? Jesus didn't say that. What did he say? Blessed are those, happy are those who hunger and thirst for something besides blessedness, something besides happiness, okay? So, in the upside-down kingdom, the food we're going to try to eat, and the kingdom of God is righteousness, okay? And that's where things 
are so different. That's when the disease gets treated, the pain goes away, and it never comes back. Y'all excited about that? Okay. Anybody, if anybody's heard here, got some answers for you. Okay? It's pretty sick. So, when you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you will be satisfied. So, what is righteousness? Anybody want to guess? Just look at the word righteousness and take out a couple letters, and you'll probably be right. Rightness. Yeah, exactly. It just means you're right with somebody. Like, it means approval. It's not a super spiritual word at all. It just means I like to be accepted, right? Like, does anybody here, you can raise your hand. Actually, do you like to be accepted? Yeah. Most of us, right? Everybody else is, like, writing or texting, you know, voting. I meant, I meant voting. Um Yo, if somebody asked me that, if somebody was like, hey, do you like to be accepted? I'd be like, oh, yeah, I don't have enough hands to raise. Like, I, would, I was like, oh, yeah, I love to be accepted. I still do. And so this is the question I want to ask you guys. And so <laughs> you all know it's okay. Like, you don't, you don't just have to think at Chi Alpha. Like, you're allowed to think when you go home. You're allowed to think when you're on campus, right? Like, you don't, you don't have to turn in your thinking card. Okay, so I want you guys to think tonight. I want you guys to think this week about this question, Okay. What makes you feel good about yourself? Okay, pretty easy question. Most of us could probably be like, oh, <laughs> how much time you got? You know, like, like you know everything that makes you feel good about yourself. So some people it's looks. Some people it's um, like the thoughts they have. Some people, <laughs> some people it's the thoughts they have and it shouldn't be. Um, some people it's, it, it doesn't matter what it is. Something makes you feel good about yourself, right? Hopefully. So. This is why, does any, okay, on the other hand, does anybody here love to be rejected or left out, forgot about? Wow, nobody raised their hand. I'm actually surprised um, because I thought someone would think it was funny to do that, but they realized it wasn't. So good job. Um, <laughs> so no one likes to be rejected. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for not rejecting whoever else was going to not raise their hand. Um, nobody. <laughs> nobody likes to be rejected, right? Like, no one's like, oh, dude, this is awesome. Like, no one's at my birthday party, right? Like, no one's excited about that at all. That's so sad, y'all. Like, if that happened, that would be so sad. Um, Man, I can't imagine being like a little kid. Actually, I can. But, you know, like I said, crazy, crazy, crazy path. So, um, I'm just kidding. So, here's the deal. I'm going to tell you guys a story about a time that I got rejected that was unfair, okay? If you have a problem with this story, I'll tell you who to contact. You can, you can take it up with them and be like, look, man, you made a mistake, okay? So here's the deal. I'm in high school. I'm a freshman in high school, right? Pretty cool guy, right? You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I'm a freshman in high school. It was my first year there. It's the very first year I met anybody in Texas, right? And so, man, oh, it was crazy. So I'm like, dude. I got here, I kind of got my, you know, first semester, kind of got my feet wet. I started me- making some friends, so I'm going to try out for the basketball team, right? Your boy, your boy likes to hoop, so try out for the basketball team, and yo, it was so funny. So I was like, I got a ride to work, I d- work. I got a ride to school, I didn't ride the bus that day, and I was like, dude, this is a good day, but I wanted to ride the bus because if I got there early, they had it like posted right like like on like high school musical or something like they had it posted who made this team and 
It didn't say who didn't make the team. That would be the worst. Like, oh, sweet, I see my name on the wall. And they're like, oh, it's the reject column, right? Like, no one wants that. So they just say who made the team, right? And, man, I was like, oh, oh, it was like three days of practice. I remember this, you know, so well. Three days of practice, and I did pretty good, okay? I was like, I have some skills. I'm fast. I could handle, and I could play defense, right? That was like, I was like, dude, I, at least I could play, like, that position, right? I don't know anything about basketball. Um, I still don't, okay? And this is the scary part. This is the sad part, okay? The reason I still don't know it, you'll see in a second, okay? So I get to English. This is my first class. And I see, like, three of my best friends, and I'm like, dude, the basketball team got picked today. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, we already saw the paper. And I was like, oh, sweet. Uh, you know, you're, like, trying to be cool. And you're like, oh, yeah, so did you guys make it? Like, you care, right? Like, I didn't care if they made it. And I was like, so did you guys make it? And one guy's like, yeah, I made it. And then the other guy's like, oh, I made it, but I made it as an alternate. <laughs> so he didn't make it. That's like, alternate is like, no way. Like, no one's an alternate. And then, and I was like, well, who else made it? And they're, like, naming these guys. And these guys, like, like, they are so good at basketball. They're great at everything when it comes to basketball, okay? And then so I'm like, I'm like, man, I can't wait to this class to be over so I can see if I made it. And they're like, oh, dude, you, we looked for you, man. We got your back. You're not on the list. And I was like, <laughs> I was like all right, you guys are good friends, but okay. So, okay, but here's the thing. I didn't make the basketball team. If you want to talk to the coach, Coach McDade, you go talk to him. But if you, if, if you want to be real, it didn't matter. I knew I wasn't going to make the team. I felt not rejected. And here's why. Okay. You're like, why are you talking about rejection? Talk about the stupid story. Because I wasn't that good. Okay. I was good enough. Okay. I had some skills. I had, I was good at defense. I was fast. But dude, these other guys were like way bigger, way stronger, way faster, and way better than everything that I could do. Okay. And so it wasn't that I wasn't good enough. I just wasn't as good as those guys. Right. Okay. So what does this have to do with what Jesus said. What does this have to do with what righteousness is? Okay. If we just read it in English, you can just interpret it however you want to. But if you go back to how Jesus said it, there's two ways he can say it. Slide. Uh, so the first one is called genitive case. Genitive, <laughs> genitive is like so funny. So genitive just means like a piece of bread, right? Or like a piece of pizza, Okay. Nobody wants a piece of pizza, right? Like, that's not, I'm not interested in that. What we're talking about is the accusative case, okay? Accusative case means all of it, okay? I had genitive basketball skills, okay? I had some of basketball skills. But if we're taking this, like, for real, accusative's the way to go. You know what I'm saying? Accusative's like, okay, give me all of that pizza, right? Or like, give me all of that whole thing of gummy bears. Like, I don't want some of it. I don't want a, a gummy bear. I want the bag and then the, also the whole store section that it came from, right? Like, I want all of that. And so this is what Jesus is talking about. Doesn't matter. If you have some of righteousness, that's not what he's telling you to go hunger and thirst for. He's not saying, if you hunger and thirst for some of righteousness, then you'll be filled. It's not that okay what he's saying is if you hunger and thirst for all of righteousness then you'll be filled okay see the difference nope okay um so <laughs> so here's what it looks like 
The reason he says, the reason I think this is a case is because he wouldn't tell you to be hungry for something you already had. Jesus, if you, if you're good, if you're good enough already, why would he tell you to go hungry and thirst after righteousness? You don't, you're not hungry for, for like, I'm not holding a, you know, like a burrito and I'm like, dude, I'm like so hungry right now. Like no one does that. Like they're just hungry for what they don't have. Okay. And so he's saying, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, all of righteousness for they will be filled. Okay. So where does that come from? Really John chapter four guys, if this is like your first time, um, or like even like your first month or first semester in Chi Alpha, um, we think the Bible's a really big deal. Okay. Um, hopefully you guys are going to small group. Hopefully you're learning a little bit about the Bible. And, uh, so you're like, well, I don't really want to read the Bible. It's kind of boring. Dude, go read John. John's like the best place to start because it's so simple. It's, it's got a bunch of conversations. If you go home, I'm only going to read four verses from this chapter. It's a sick story. Um, all it is is a conversation. You probably could understand a conversation, right? So if you go read John chapter 4, you'll understand what Jesus means when he says all of righteousness, genitive case. Okay, here's what he says, uh, verse 13 and 14. So, sorry, backstory. <laughs> You're like, what does this mean? Um, Jesus is having this conversation with a lady. And you know, you know, like a big old water well, like a big well full of water. That's what they're sitting by. Okay, and so they're talking about water, which is what you do when you're thirsty. Um, and so he says this, verse 13. Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Okay? So what's he saying? He's saying, if you want to hunger and thirst after righteousness, I got it. It's me. Okay? Isn't that so sick? It's like so easy. All you have to do, if you want to be approved by me, come find me. I'm looking for you, okay? So sick, so sick, so sick. So here's the deal. You're like, okay, well, you know, you're like, you, you think about that genitive thing, and you're like, well, I have some of this, like, I, even I, like, go to church. I, I don't lie. I do all this stuff. I don't do all this stuff, right? Never killed anybody. I love it when people say that. I'm like, okay. So what? Um, <laughs> like, that doesn't mean anything. That's good, but, uh, you know, so if you, if you have, like, some of righteousness, it's just not enough. Jesus is saying, like, this is me. Come get me, okay? So sick. So how do you get hungry and thirsty like this? Tell another story. Do y'all remember? I actually can't even tell the story, honestly. Do y'all remember the guy that cut off his arm and he was, like, hiking? Okay, never knew anything about him. The only thing I knew about him was the movie. So I'm going to go after the movie with this story because it was like, dude, I watched it and I was like almost crying. I think I was crying. I cry a lot in movies, especially when I take medicine. I get super emotional for some reason when I take medicine. I don't know. I don't take it. Um, blah, blah, blah. I don't know why I said that. It doesn't matter. Um, so I'm like, t I'm thinking about this. So in my mind, okay, so this guy's name is Aaron Ralston, okay? He's like an adventurer, basically. He's a pretty cool guy. He's kind of a hippie. Um, but in my mind, it's James Franco, okay? One of the greatest actors of all time, right? Okay, so he's in this movie, and he like, he doesn't tell anybody, but he goes 
into, I think it's the Badlands of Utah. If I'm wrong, sorry. I think it's the Badlands of Utah. Yeah, you exactly, right? <laughs> Micah? Um, so, so he goes into this, but he doesn't tell anybody. And he goes into this canyon, right? And he's like walking around this canyon and he finds, he's pretty cool. He, he's not, he's not a noob, okay? Like he's done this a lot of times. So that's why he didn't tell anybody, but he kind of made a noob mood. So he gets in this, he gets in this like crevasse and then he's like walking in it, crevice, whatever. And he like, I think in the earth it's called a crevasse, but we'll go with that. So he like. He, like, gets his arm stuck, right? There's, like, this boulder that falls on his arm. And he's, like, oh, crap, right? Like, he's, like, I can't go anywhere. And so he's just, like, well, I didn't tell anybody. No one's coming to look for me, right? And so he's, like, oh, this is a bad mistake. (laughs) And he's running out of water. He's got nothing to drink. And so that's the scariest part. He has no water. So what is he? He's thirsty, right? He's actually thirsty. And this is why I like this so much. You think about hungry? We're wimps. All of us are wimps. Like, no one's actually that hungry. What we do, what we can get is really thirsty, okay? So he gets really thirsty, and he's like, dude, if I don't, if I don't get out of here, I'm going to die. In fact, I, I listened to a tape of him talking, and he said, if I don't, if I don't get out of here, I'm going to shrivel up, right? And I'm like, that's, I've never felt like that before. Um, I've never been that thirsty. Thank you, Jesus. But so he pulls out, y'all, y'all know, like a multi-tool, Leatherman, and he like, he like cuts his arm off, right? It's pretty gross. I'm sorry. It's pretty gross. Um, I didn't even think about how gross that was until I said it. But yeah, so he does that, and then he like, he like, he's not out of the woods yet, okay? He's still with no one around. He's got no water, like, and he, now he doesn't even have an arm. So he's like so out of luck, man. Like, he has nothing going for him. And so here's what happens in the movie. He, James Franco's like running out, and he's like, he's like, I need help. Has anybody seen this? This movie's awesome. Okay, he's like, I need help, and it's got like explosions of sky like playing behind him, and he's like walking. I don't know why he's not running, but he, he's like, he's like screaming like, help me, help me, I need help. And then he meets these three people. It's like a family. Imagine being like a family, like, oh yeah, son, this is a rock. And then you see this dude with no arm, like, that'd be crazy, right? So. He's so thirsty that he doesn't even care. He's just like, give me water. He can't even scream. And he, God gives him an Nalgene, and he, like, unscrews the cap. And then here's what he doesn't do, okay? He doesn't set it aside, and he doesn't say, thanks, guys. Hey, I'm really thirsty, but uh, do you all know? I missed it. Did, like, the, did the Denver Broncos win this weekend? Right? Like, he didn't ask. He didn't care about anything else except the one thing that he would knew would satisfy him. All he cared about was that water. He chugs the water. He's, like, getting half of it in his mouth. Like, he's barely even, like, most of it's just pouring out over him. But he knows that's the one thing that's going to satisfy him. And that's the hunger. That's the thirst that Jesus is saying we need to have for the approval that he gives us. Okay? So, we don't have a hunger problem or a thirst problem. We're all hungry and thirsty. What we have is a satisfaction problem. We're okay with not being satisfied. We're okay with not eating or drinking what we know is going to help us. Okay? So until you, when you want righteousness as bad as that guy Aaron or James Franco wants water, 
then you'll get it because nothing is going to be able to stop you. Nothing is going to get in your way. Nothing's going to deter you from getting the righteousness that Jesus is saying. Hey, I want to approve you. Just come see me, right? Okay, so here's the deal. You guys are writing stuff down. If you're not writing stuff down, please write this down, okay? I've got three questions that I want you all to write down. Um, and basically, they're just kind of like I said earlier, like what is what is it that you feel good about yourself or something. But they're going to be up here. Um, just do one at a time just so people don't freak out. Like, what? You got to write all that? What is it? So this is the first one. What is it that I'm more hungry for than righteousness? And what is righteousness? We could just say approval from Jesus. Okay? What is it that I'm more hungry for? Uh, the second one is who are you wanting to be accepted by more than him? Okay? Who am I wanting to be accepted by? Whose approval do I want more than Jesus' approval? Okay? And then this is the last one. I should have done this opposite because this one is, man, when I thought about the answer to this question, I was like, you're not going to like the answer to this question. If you can answer this question, which most of us probably can honestly, you're going to be like, dude, I, I don't. I wish I hadn't asked myself that. Okay, so here it is. What am I willing to sacrifice righteousness for? Okay. Um, couldn't really think of a great way to ask that question, so I'm going to explain it. What price am I willing to sell the approval of Jesus for? Okay. What price am I willing to sell the approval of Jesus for? Am I willing to sell it for a grade? Am I willing to sell it for a job? Some of us don't want the approval of Jesus more than we want to party. Okay? Some of us don't want the approval of Jesus more than we want a C just to pass a class. We're more excited about that. Some of us don't want the approval of Jesus more than we want to be even just like so dumb, like intramural champion or something like that. Some of us are more excited about that than Jesus approving of us, okay? And this is different for everybody. That's why I had you write these down because there's no one answer, okay? Um, some of us would sell Jesus' approval for 30 more minutes of sleep, right? You'd rather, be, you'd rather be asleep than spend time with Jesus, and you'd rather be asleep than getting his approval. Does that make sense? Okay, not fun. It's really heavy. Let's get out of there, okay? Don't forget about it, but this is so sick. So the end of this, uh, the end of this chapter, John chapter 4, well, towards the end, a little bit ways down towards the end of the story, this is awesome. So Jesus tells him, tells the lady how to get righteousness, right? Um, and then he's like, he tells her how to get righteousness. And then this is what, what it says. It's verse 28 and 29, John chapter 4. It says, so the woman left her water jar and went away into town and said to the people, come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? Okay. What was the first thing she did? Y'all notice that? I used to only think that she went and told her friends. She left her water jar. She's like, this is worthless. This is not going to satisfy me any more than this guy is. And I got to tell everybody I know that they're wasting their time. They can be satisfied in a different way. 
okay? My friend Jason Bell said it like this. He said, a thirst from heaven and for heaven cannot be quenched by a drink from earth. It's really good. That's really good. Um, Y'all can come on up. Um, So, y'all, almost done. This is, y'all, this is the exciting part. This is the part that's like the good news, right? This is, this is good stuff, but, but what was the promise? What did he say? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled, satisfied, right? And this filled, um, this filled means like to fatten, right? Like it, it literally means like to be fat. It means you already ate, someone comes up to you and asks like, oh, hey man, you want some ice cream? Your ice cream p- compartment's filled, right? Like you don't even want anything else to eat. In fact, you've got leftovers. Every other time that this word filled, this like specific word filled is used in the Bible, people had leftovers. It was too much for them to eat, and they had already had everything they could eat. So we've got to be filled with his righteousness. We've got to be filled with Jesus' righteousness. And here's the thing. Jesus is okay with us not having everything together. But what he wants us to do is hunger and thirst after him. And stop wasting our time being hungry and thirsty for anything else so that we can be filled. And that's so cool. That's like the promise. So we're going to sing a couple songs. Um, this is the part where I would usually check out, but don't check out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to, like, ask you guys to do a couple things. So this is the altar. Um, it, altar is a place where two things happen. Um, you either meet with God or and or you leave something there as a sacrifice, okay? You're like, well, I'm just going up there to pray, right? No, you got to think of it like that. This is where you meet with God, and this is where you leave something to sacrifice and give to him, okay? So when we sing the songs, I want you guys to worship, and I want you guys to come up and ask God to show you what it is that you want more than his righteousness, okay? Those three questions. Bring that up to him, okay? Ask him what it is. Ask him who are you wanting to be accepted by more than Jesus. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you and to satisfy you that you're done in this like pain and relief, pain and relief cycle. You don't want to be there anymore. And this is the only answer that I can show you guys. If you're stuck in that cycle, ask Jesus for all of his righteousness to accept you for who you are. And that's the cool thing. You don't even have to think that he can do it. He's going to do it. So give what God tells you to give up to him tonight. And don't get stuck in that, in that like pain relief, pain relief. Cool? Sweet. So we're going to pray. Um, then we're going to worship. And you guys, free to come up here. Jesus, we love you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for, for your promises to us, God. Thank you for your directions. And just the truth that you speak, Lord, is you say, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. It's not an idea. It's not just a a new fashion or a new trend, Lord. But this is the truth. God, help us to believe that. Help us to believe you tonight. We love you, Lord God. We worship you, Lord.